on dispensers of pets, Goking out at the cons, renaissance fests Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch As the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch Turn to the letter F in your dictionary And add this word to your vocabulary Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy Damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a Fanboy, baby Welcome to Fanboy Planet, the podcast. This is Wednesday, January 10th, 2007. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. To my right, Mr. Andy Mead, the store owner of FanboyPlanet.comics. The only place I buy my comics. I've heard that before. This is mysterious. Uh, Andy, tell them where, they, where, where we're broadcasting from. What's the address? Uh, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105, and that's in Santa Clara, California. Phone number? 459857481. Call us now. You lines are open. We, you'd never know we rehearsed that. The we'll lines, take the 10th caller. The lines are open. And let's establish that. Oh, of course, across from me, Lon Lopez, who is the man who only buys his comics here. Uh, he's from yes. moreonlife.com. And I'm also the man with the plan. Thank you. Really? Good. Yes. Excellent. Mm. And the man that really has the plan, Mr. Rick Brett Schneider. None of this would be possible without him, our sound engineer and commentator. And master our hero. of electricity. Master and of electricity. Sound. Ooh. No. Electro, electro and claw. A modern day Tesla. <laughs> wow. Wait, was, yeah. Wasn't claw a master of sound waves? Claw wasn't Tesla was a bad 80s band? Yeah. Claw with a K. Go back in history, youth. Oh, All right. Sure you are. <laughs> and uh, mewling in the background, Mr. Steve Simonetti, the director of Fanboy Planet. Uh, the, director, the director. The manager. He is the director. The manager of Fanboy All right. So let's get to the podcast in seriousness, in all earnestness, and begin with uh, the, the mystery revealed through Marvel Comics Civil War, the one issue that has been on, tap, uh, on time, number six. Uh, the revelation actually came out of Frontline. The revelation of who Penance is. They've been advertising this character, Penance, for two, three months now. See, Thund- you know, and that's really funny because I had no idea he was coming. I didn't see any of these ads. The character? Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't even read there. Fanboy Planet, <laughs> <laughs> the website in which we talked about Penance. <laughs> you know what? I read Fanboy Planet almost every day I, I go on there. I mostly read the wrestling report. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's like I don't watch wrestling. I don't know anything about wrestling, but he, he writes so riveting. It's like I can't not I read love the fact that he goes. And then I missed about twenty minutes because I had to go use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris, it's we good. do read. When it. I came back. Yeah, okay. So Rick reads the wrestling too. Oh, this yeah. is so I frustrating to me. Oh my gosh, he writes. So don't say that. Don't say. That. He writes so riveting. I edit him so heavily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you cut the twenty minutes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and Penance made his official debut as Penance in Thunderbolts number one ten, which comes out today, which is written by Warren Ellis with art by Mike Deodato, and it's I don't know. Uh, here, Rick emailed me earlier this week saying anybody else disgusted by Penance? I, well, let's, know, can we explain to the listeners what first of all what the whole Penance thing is? Okay, uh, it, all right. Yes, that Robbie Baldwin, the former Speedball. 
who, uh, frankly, I think they should have just changed his name to Horse or something like that. Smack. Smack. He, yeah, smack. 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 <laughs> Not Penance. Crack. He's Smack. Ball. Uh, he's Special K. Mm. Uh, anyway, Bobby Baldwin, the former Speedball, who was the like sacrificial lamb to to launch this whole Civil War thing. Uh, I and when, when we look back on this whole thing, are they really going to sit there and go, it all happened because of Speedball? Because of Speedball. Yeah. Which is... Great know, planning. Which is why... Way to go. You know, stay off the drugs, kids. Mm. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. But uh, apparently it's... Oh, you've got some <laughs> some more revelation? No, Steve and I just... I, just, I looked over at Steve and I said, Warren Ellis wrote the Thunderbolts? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> yes, Warren Ellis... We have guys with it on their list that say, like, all Warren Ellis. Okay, well, yes, Warren Ellis was writing Thunderbolts right now. Now I'm going to have to read it. Which is now Thunderbolts have been recast sort of like a Suicide Squad thing. They're all uh, unrepentant killers who have been and now are repenting, I guess. No, uh, they're not. Or maybe not. I saw the preview art where, where Bullseye says to Green Goblin, "Goes so. So when I gotta get a, get a, when do I get to kill Daredevil?" And Green Goblin says, "Oh yeah, you know that comes later." Yeah. So they're not repentant at well, all. Well, technically, no, no, Daredevil's a fugitive, they're not, though. They're right? not repentant at all. This is true. It's it's Bullseye, Green, Green Goblin, Goblin. Uh, Venom. Penance, I can't remember the, the, and then two or three of the old uh, oh, Moonstone, yes. Moonstone, Songbird, and the Radioactive Man, Swordsman, Killer, Swordsman, Swordsman is Moonstone's the bald girl from Saturday. No, no, that's, that's Moon Dragon. Dragon. Oh, she was in the Moonstone. New was uh, she was a killer in the first, She killed left and right. Yeah, so yeah. she was one of the original Thunderbolts. Doctor Carla Sofer. She, yeah. uh, her original Thunderbolt name was Meteorite. That's right. Yeah, so. You are meteor correct. <laughs> yeah. I love the new Defenders, man. Gargoyle and... The wow, people. how did that go? Okay, All we right, went so to, back to Penance. I'd like to thank Andy for joining <laughs> so, two podcasts at once. <laughs> yes, and one's only in his head. Right. Penance is Robbie Baldwin, who's decided that uh, his, the new manifestation of his power, which Andy, I think, uh, reasoned fairly, is that he perhaps absorbed so much kinetic energy from the explosion at Stanford that it fundamentally changed his power. So basically he's releasing uh, explosions. However, since he was shot in this strange pastiche of the Lee Harvey Oswald thing, which is a really bizarre comparison of Speedball with the death of President Kennedy... Mm -hmm. Uh, and yet that shot was so clearly... Maybe uh, it's because that's when, you know, Marvel lost its innocence. I don't know. Maybe, wasn't that the whole... When America lost... When the country when, lost its when innocence. When Camelot fell. When yeah. Camelot fell. Somewhere around Amazing Spider-Man 30. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Actually, I think we lost our innocence during the Teapot Dome scandal. <laughs> okay. Tonight, Andy is putting his AA to good use. Ah, and so... <laughs> many nights he spent up high watching the History Channel. And, I, uh, I have four. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Putting the four AAs to good use. Anyway... <laughs> He's so, so, got a bullet lodged in his spine, and so somehow every time he releases his powers, it is coming that much closer to killing him. So his solution, feeling guilty, he decides to go for superhero registration. Is this a Vertigo book? He no. agrees to join the government and become one of the government-sponsored superheroes, but builds himself a suit that is basically an Iron Maiden, not the rock band, the actual ancient torture instrument. And so that there are spikes that are going into, into him, his flesh. into his flesh. So he's constantly, constantly so he's like in the, he's like one of those uh, what do they call those those 
uh, pain guy. What do they call those? Those uh, monks that have the hair Masochists, yeah. Well, yeah. It goes beyond masochism. It goes back to his name. It's, it's mortifying you know? his flesh. He is mortifying his flesh constantly. So he's a cutter? Is that what you're saying? Basically. Oh, and then and eventually, then, yes. There was like the, 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 the monks... Or not the monks, the, the priests. The flagellants. Yeah, would, the would beat themselves in the back. It's, it's the more flagellants? What? No, flagellants. Oh, flagellants. Oh, you know what? Okay. Strangely enough, I sort of object to the religious connotations to the name because he's not making any penance. He's just hurting himself. Well, they said he is. Yeah. It's, because eventually the costume and the use of his powers will kill him. So I it's kind of like Spawn, but they don't have a little penance-a-meter. How much <laughs> life does he have left? Yeah, um, he'll die no, as soon as no people realize how lame he is. It's going to make for a great video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's but it is but it's it's just, just a, a disgusting, disgusting. It's a disgusting, disgusting. concept for but a hero. See, the story when he you basically get the story when he's putting the costume on that he's commissioned from the guy who built his last costume. Yes, and it's not graphic at all. Terribly, but it's disgusting at a level I haven't seen in comics. You know the thing is, it's like I think it's a great idea. For for a, a superhero book, I think I would love to read this. Not in the Marvel universe, this does not fit the Marvel. Like I said, it doesn't fit Marvel. At if all. this was a Vertigo book, I'd be reading. Yeah, I it. I can see that. And, the, see that. and the Thunderbolts, just like uh, Next Wave Agents of Hate, is almost as much a a satire, but not in a funny way. I mean, satire just in its purest sense. The Warren Ellis is there's this thing where they launch the Thunderbolts from. Thunderbolt Mountain, where nobody knows where it's an undisclosed location, but they televise when the Thunderbolts are going after uh, the hero they set up for this first issue was Jack Flagg, who was one, I guess, from a Captain America story years ago. And since he's unregistered, they're going to take him down. So it's one guy who has nothing other than perhaps some diluted super soldier serum, and they're sending all these guys after him. But they, they take the Thunderbolt jet out, they show a kid watching the commercial on TV, and he already has the action figures. Uh. And so it's like the idea is that the government. Wait, 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 wait. They're filming. See, I haven't read this. This. Yeah, they're filming. They film. They, they tell the launch. It's wait. like it's. it's and they're like saying, wait, the and thing that the new warriors were. Wait, that's doing what I was about to say. That's that's what got the new warriors in trouble in the first place. Yeah, but huh. these are trained criminals. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're sending venom, and the deal this sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, that was you know, sarcasm. you know, you know what? No, well, you know what though? You take this idea, Warren Ellis can probably make it good. Yes, but Ex can Warren Ellis make it into something that we want to read past the six issues or so that Warren Ellis is interested right, in writing right. about? No. No. I'm not, I won't be interested in when Warren Ellis, unless they got Alan Moore to follow up. But um, didn't, okay, then but, stop. Then didn't, um, did you guys ever read Mike Alred's, was it, Ecstatics, which basically covered this already, like, perfectly? Mike Alred was the artist. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Peter uh, Milligan. Peter Milligan, Milligan, right, right, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, that, they covered the whole thing about... You know, superheroes being video, or you know, and all about their media. you know their media points sure. and, and everything and else. And the one thing is, but they you know, ec ec ecstatics wow. sort of got ignored by the rest of the Marvel universe because if you were treating mutants as super celebrities and as a pose that people wanted to take, then that didn't jive with what was going on in the rest of the X books. It certainly didn't. It's certainly not what's jiving with one ninety eight. Uh, right. You know, so just it's. I mean, if the, we even have the 198 concept anymore, who knows? So Someone mentioned is, that there was mentioned in a, in a Marvel book recently. Sure. So, I mean, uh, and I finally and I just read New Avengers 26, which came out what, last month. The Scarlet Witch and what's happened with Scarlet right. Witch and yeah. Hawkeye. Really, not all that pushed by Marvel, and yet that's and it was kind of a nice. Uh, I, I like. That was a hot book, by the way. So what I was saying was, it was the, 
I would. I've be... never seen Wanda look so. Anyways, go ahead. No, no, I, I agree with you. Mm. That's true. But the, uh, <laughs> the this Thunderbolts thing, like I said, it's a good idea, except for the once again, I go back almost to my criticism of Civil War. It's a good premise, but not with these characters. Um, they took characters that have gone too far already. Right. This is a good yeah. premise. For, this is a good premise for a story that a guy like Warren Ellis could do well. But I, I cannot picture the Green Goblin working for the government and Bullseye doing anything anybody tells him to do. But it's only going to go for so far, and then it's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah, right. right. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like this is. Lifting, really, let's be honest, it is lifting the concept of Suicide Squad. Which lifted the concept of the Dirty Dozen, right? Right, right. absolutely. But the Suicide Squad, the killers, the DC Universe, the killers have always seemed a little somehow more innocent until guys like Jeff Johns came along and really upped it. But the Suicide Squad, even though you had guys like Deadshot, who were assassins, you knew that, they still had this sense of honor. The Thunderbolts don't even have the sense of honor because at the end of their year of duty, no matter what their crimes were, they get a new identity. They just can't come back to the United States. They are they are let loose in Europe with like ten million dollars apiece and uh, the freedom, to, uh, new identity, so they can establish a whole new life. Sounds like a great gig. Yeah, well, sure. And all they have to do is hunt down heroes, but the, like the, Flagman or what'd you call Cap, him? Uh, Jack, Jack Flag. Flag. Jack Flag. But who the gave obvious, his life for his country. But the obvious problem is that the guys that they've picked, that Marvel has picked as the as members, is like, I'm sorry, Venom. Is a killer. Yeah. Bullseye, you set him up, you're freeing him to kill someplace else. And there's and, no way. And he'll come back. Yeah. The, and there's no way that anybody, sure, we've read their adventures, so we know this, but how anybody in the government is supposed to logically believe that, oh, yes, we'll give Bullseye $10 million and he'll stay away. Mm-hmm. After a miniseries that established firmly that the government knows full well he won't. Right. You know, so. And what about. If can we just touch on this? Because we just read, I just read the the. Bullseye can flick. Paper clips. He could kill you with an airplane peanut. But so okay, we just talked about Jack Flag, and then you talk uh, in, in the last pennant or the last uh, front line. Mm-hmm. They killed. I didn't even know this guy. I had to ask Andy. Well, who's this hero they're killing? He's like, oh, uh, Typeface. I'm all wow. Oh, yeah. Typeface, who, so, by the way, in Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, has already been established as he's in that no-release prison in the negative zone. Well, either so, way. Again, back to how oh, bad the editing yes, is. Yes. He's already been captured and arrested, and then he's shown getting killed in an event that couldn't have and happened. And they were chasing Daredevil, who in one of the other ones, I think... In was the that Daredevil, previous, or was that Danny Rand in the Daredevil right, suit? Right, but wasn't there a previous, in the front line before, wasn't Daredevil getting thrown into prison? Yes. Daredevil, so, he, yes. but he got out of prison. He's in France. He's out of prison, yeah. No, 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 but so it, so it wasn't different, Danny Rand. Different prison. This is the problem. It's so what? hard to keep track. And, and they took Daredevil into the negative zone prison. I thought it, it was like in, in, in Frontline 7 or 6 or whatever. In Daredevil's own book. Andy, the editing, the control on this is so bad. They've contradicted themselves so many times. Just to go back to this penance thing, that Lon pointed... Lon pointed... You, you believe that. Lon pointed out to me that there was a thing about Nitro having been given MGH, Mutant Growth Yeah, there's hormone. a whole plot storyline going through, uh, what was it, Wolverine? Wolverine. Or Wolverine. But or, the yeah, implication Wolverine. of Penance is that he feels is, responsible. He is responsible. Absolutely. Ignoring the thing about Nitro. Right. Really implying that it's not that he absorbed kinetic energy, it's that his powers went haywire and he blew everything up. Which just Proving is, the government right. Proving the government right. 
But there are other storylines saying, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. They can't agree within themselves. It's the Purple Man. It was announced. It was announced yesterday that, of course, uh, Civil War Number Seven, to no one's surprise, but apparently Marvel's marketing group, that <laughs> Civil War Number Seven is going to be released late. It was supposed to come out January. I you were going to say early, January thirty-first. <laughs> it's now coming out February twenty-first, and. At least there's going to be more pages. So that's why it's late, is they added six, six pages of story. Six extra pages six of extra pages. <laughs> No, six extra, six extra pages of story without raising the cover price. So they're giving a little back. However, they're also adding a bookend by called uh, Confession, Civil War Confession, by Brian Michael ba- uh, Bendis. and Which will explain everything. Which will explain everything. Right. <laughs> which just says to me, okay, like Mark Millar, I'm sorry. And, and, and I, you know, I understand. I think it's actually just Mark Miller. I've be. met the man. It's Miller. Is it? Yeah. Really? You're going to school me on somebody's pronunciation? I'm sorry, it's, it's Miller. You got it, finally. Okay. You of all people. All right, anyway, no, that's good. Mark Miller. Mark Miller has been so out of control with this and, and not paced this well and not been edited well. I shouldn't blame Miller entirely. He's been given a, you know, he's hitting his major plot points and he's given people, this is Maxim's number 18 coolest event of the year. Why? Because people like to see all these superheroes fight. They don't care why. It's really clear. It's really clear the Maxim guys at least don't care why. It's got to be the people that they uh, surveyed for Maxim. I mean, now they, uh, they got Angelina Jolie's Woman of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and okay. My and case who's stands. gonna argue with that? Yeah, yeah. So it's like they got that right. So how do you I, figure they didn't get the Marvel coolest comic of the year? Because you don't like it. Uh, it's garbage, man. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing garbage. It's it's plotted so oh, badly. Amazing garbage, man. Now monthly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like back you, in black. You say with the the bookend where Bendis is going to come on and explain it. Now, see, the thing is, at this point, right now, with everything that's gone on, can you could you fix it? You got you could you fix it? It's like Mark Miller turned to the script at number seven, called Bendis and said, "Top that." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fix that. You know. Brubaker goes, yeah, leave leave me with Daredevil with that problem. <laughs> Brubaker, Brubaker fixed it, didn't he? Brubaker fixed it, he did. He did. So he took him, what, 12 issues? To get, <laughs> he took him 12 issues, and he got everything back to how it was. <laughs> he did. He did. Okay. <laughs> what happier news. <laughs> what happier news? I'm, I'm not done, man. Okay, go. Continue then. Rant away. Are no. we still ripping Civil War? Okay. Yeah, we can stop. Jack Staff, is that the character? No, Jack, no, Jack, Jack Staff's an Jack Staff's an image book. It's a very okay. good. It's kind of an interesting oh, it's an image book. Okay. Oh, but uh, can I can I finish that point though? Yes. Is the hype about Civil War was people? There's going to be significant deaths. There's going to be lives lost. There's going to be you know this is Civil War. We're typeface talking died, dude. Yeah, <laughs> typeface, and now they're going <laughs> after Forrester. Jack Flag. And I think like there was one um, where they busted up a, a meeting of the heroes, and one of them was like Battlestar. Some cyborg guy that I haven't seen since like Marvel presents. Stiltman. Like, Stiltman's dead. Yeah. Stiltman's yeah. dead. Punisher killed him. Uh, and then two of the villains in, uh, died last in Civil War. Turk is still alive though, right? Although he Turk apparently has changed oh. ethnicity. What? You know what, what? I thought? <laughs> what? Yeah, Tur- Turk from Daredevil. Yeah. Changed ethnicity. He's apparently been appearing as a white man. What? In, in Civil War. <laughs> Get and, out of here. Uh, and he was black. Image inducer. It's an image inducer. I think he was just in Daredevil. He was in prison. He was talking to the kingpin, I yeah. believe. He's he was black Michael there, Jackson right? Disease. I think he was black there, but in Civil War he was colored white. That's terrible. Shame so, on you, Marvel. And his nose is really skinny. and he's got. His I'm just thinking. Out. I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna what, go. All I'm saying is that, like, compared to... 
Do you compare it to another miniseries that went that was supposed to be earth shattering and went wildly out of control? Infinite Crisis. At least DC limited their re- repairs to a reprint of the original story, changing dialogue to to go along with what they decided was really better. What Those they sneaky publishers. You know, sneaky. what was that actually? Well, I haven't read the trade. I, I mean, I've read the issues. I haven't read all of the trade. Uh, I most of this is what I picked up anecdotally is that they changed certain things. So that certain lines of dialogue, so that there, it, it's better leaving open the possibility that there still is an Earth Two. Okay. Mm. Which clearly, the way that the actual individual issues went, it was like clearly no, no Earth one two. new Earth. And there's something that Wildcat said about remembering either the Superman of Earth Two or the Batman of Earth Two that they've cut from the Infinite Crisis uh, paper, and it's not a paperback; it's just a hardback right now, right? There's right, no yeah. Paperback of it yet. This sneaky. is Infinite Crisis, the Absolute Edition. No, not the no. It hasn't been an absolute Absolute no. Edition of that. You yet. know, we got into this before. Okay, you're thinking Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay, no, he, he Infinite scolded crisis. you. Infinite crisis. I did, but I see, Derek, this I don't is scold Rick. Rick has technology. I, I'm not scold I, him. I, I, this is what I'm talking about, I though. Need him more than than sneaky <laughs> publishers <laughs> trying to put out new stuff so that we'll accidentally buy it or be forced to buy it. And I just, you know, I'm going to go home tonight. And I'm going to fix Civil War. I think there's a way to get out of this. <laughs> okay. I was trying to create I, a segue. I, anyway, yeah. I, I think it involves the Purple Man. <laughs> okay, I, well, why don't you work on that? Uh, and, he and, turns people purple though when he uses them. No, he doesn't. Not anymore. No. No. Uh, <laughs> when did that change? He makes them wear Catholic schoolgirl outfits, though. That yeah. was established in Alias. And he drinks a great drink all that the time. That too, by the way, yeah. was. I missed that one. So uh, it's all right. You can read the. Uh, it's not what it was. Marvel. I never called. thought Jessica Jones was that hot. No, no, no. But they had Mark Bagley draw her instead of. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know, oh. it's when she was diamond. Uh, and anyway, so um, right. there we go. So uh, what were you segueing into? Mom? I was trying to segue about the variant covers. Oh and yes, the, you were talking about publishers. how publishers get us to buy stuff we really don't want. Case in point today, a second printing of Iron Fist number one, which deserved to sell out and hooray for Iron Fist. And good luck to people who didn't read it the first time, so now they can get it and read it again. With a totally different cover to yeah. sucker some people into buying it. You know, when I was a child, and you may re- recall, the Star Wars comics took everybody by surprise because the first three issues came out. Star Wars hadn't come out, nobody knew what the heck that was. So just kind of like this little movie tie-in thing, and they went, oh, okay. They... I was like uh, four years old back then. Sure. Okay. Okay, but I'll get to my point. Oh, okay. I was 10. Which okay. Because it took people by surprise. This was like, these were the sellouts before comic book stores really ran the industry. You could still get things on the spinner rack. But they sold out, so you'd have, you could get, I mean, it just said really clearly in the corner, in the Marvel and, you know, logo, second printing or third uh, printing or yeah. fourth printing. Do you remember the second printings of Dark Knight? No, the Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. No, I don't remember. That oh one. my God, the, there was no distinguishing feature oh, except oh, yeah. for like the the bat symbol on the inside cover was blurry on the edge. Was like the only way you could tell. Yeah. What a friggin' nightmare! The that Killing was. Joke, same thing. They cut. They changed the 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 embossing ink. But right? those were special events. Those were things you knew you were buying. Mm-hmm. The first issue of yes. Dark Knight Returns. Dark. You know. Well, I just looking at the rack today. I was like. Oh, there's a third. Oh, the Mortal Iron Fist third issue came out, and I almost picked it up and I bought it. Had the same thing, and so you know, so right there, I almost you know without Don't paying feel attention. Foolish, boys, you were not the only ones. Right. <laughs> Luckily, so, we buy our comics at Fanboy Planet. And Steve they, usually you? tells us immediately. <laughs> Don't buy that, Rick. You've already bought that. But yeah, so just to the whole point. Steve of just, nods knowingly. 
these variant covers. While and then he eats a sandwich. We had talked earlier about the Thunderbolts thing. I had saw the promotional art for the Thunderbolts comic, and you said, oh, this is the new one worn out. So I'm like, I thought I saw a different cover. You said, oh, that's the Wal variant read the cover. article on Fanboy Planet? I did. And you saw that art, the promotional art, and knew all about Penance? But I also I think Wizard even showed that art too. So well, it was yeah. like I know Triple H tore his quad myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you really got that out of uh, out of Garcia's <laughs> column. I think he alluded to an injury. I'm not no, sure. He he clearly, no, he, he clearly really, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was Dude, rare... if you would read the whole article. <laughs> I do. I'm so busy going, what conjunction does he mean? What <laughs> you know? I mean, come on! Here, I feel sorry. Here, here, like, I feel when, sorry for for Garcia. You know what? Garcia. Three of us here apparently are fans of <laughs> all, uh, Falls Falls Count Anywhere. <laughs> Derek is just constantly like just ripping it. I I feel I feel sorry for his loss this week, but really, he sends me an email that says, "Here's another Falls." That's all he says, and then it attaches the file. The file I open it says, "Sorry, I missed it. I was planning a funeral." So I'm like, "Holy what? crap!" What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out, you know, an actor friend of his died. You should print that. And I'm saying, right, this is my point. He doesn't explain anything. He just throws it out there and goes, woof. <laughs> he didn't send an email. I can't write anything this week. He sent you a document that says. No, he sent me the column. And at the beginning of the column, this is Chris. I'm Chris. And it's been a bummer of a week. I missed SmackDown because of this. And then goes into his thing, you know, so. Okay. But to his credit, he still wrote a bang-up article okay. about <laughs> Raw or whatever it was. So <laughs> okay, okay. It's just like, it's one of those things where you just go, come on, stop saying cryptic things and explain yourself. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Big fan. Big fan, Chris. I like Chris. <laughs> I like Chris. He's fun. Did you know that Chris also writes a column for moronlife.com? Just thought I'd throw that in there. Does That's he Chris really? Right? Yeah. I'm going to have to go over there and take a look at that. Yeah. He hasn't put one out in a while, but it's a funeral. Called, obviously. It's called Around the Beard, so uh, <laughs> you can check it out. For those of you who don't know, Chris has a very big bushy beard. Yeah, Chris is also appearing as the troll. In the, oh, he's uh, been he's commercial. been in the store a couple times. Yes, he has. I'll have to mention how much I am a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so what were we Chris talking about? A new article. Okay, great. Well, we're off of alternate covers, and we go to. <laughs> hey, you know what the uh, the 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 alternate Justice League of America with the hot girl on it by Neil Adams. I want to say. I don't know. You made me buy the Michael Turner cover, you jerk. You wouldn't let me have the alternate cover. It was a good cover, and it sold well. Most of the variants, they're not selling like they were. Yeah, yeah, because they're like four or five bucks more, right? Well, I'm selling most of them now for double cover, which is about six bucks. Um, but, you know, most of them before were going, you know, the, the new Avenger stuff was like 20 bucks a pop. But see, what happened was, this. this is what happened. I don't know if you guys know this. The event, the new Avengers variant covers, after they after they gave them to them like at a one in twenty uh, thing, a one in twenty ratio, they released them for sale at normal price. At like you can, they had extra ones, and we were just able to buy you them. Order them. Yeah, I did not because I can't afford to sell them. I already sold them to guys for like you know twenty bucks. So you don't want to have them, you don't want to have them in the store. No, I, oh, I don't. that's rude to the that's yeah. rude to the consumer. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. They claim, you know, once again, there's no, there's no good thing they can do for you that they can't undercut immediately. No, and they're doing it. They hate yeah. me. It's like I, I, I want to say it's come up to come to my attention. Marvel's been listening to this podcast and they're doing everything they can to destroy me now. <laughs> Absolutely, think, uh, you personally. I just it's say, Tony Stark. I just say there's a there's a uh, red herring. A very big, a very big online uh, comic book store that, I mean, that, that that is known for its online sales that is selling Tony Loco number one for. 
essentially what you pay for shipping and handling, uh, seven seven bucks, and uh, which is great. Except, Worth every penny. Except we're not You're sold not out. You know, you can buy it for three fifty here at Fanboy Planet. We've got a couple of copies, but but Elusive Arts has plenty. I mean, and are people buying them from for seven fifty? I don't know, but it's on the eBay store for five thirty five plus a dollar ninety five shipping. Five thirty five for a near mint for a near mint copy. Ooh, has it been graded? I don't know. See, all I, all I know is I have an autographed copy on sale for twenty dollars, so somebody can hit me up online. Great, and then Lon's buying me dinner afterwards. I have <laughs> I have both creators' signatures and a little sketch on mine. I'm selling for thirty five. Oh. Mine says uh, biscuits and gravy or something. Mine on has it, so. both creators and Anna. Oh, and Anna. Well, there you go. So, wow. Anyway, point is... Mine has their dog. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, oh, that What's dog. the dog's name? I don't remember. No, the poor, poor, Anna's poor dog had uh, dental work done yesterday. Oh, the what? poor dog. And it was up all night last night whining. Peace out. Our, Put him to sleep. Our prayers, oh. our prayers to that dog. It's a beautiful dog. It's like to say, woof. woof. <laughs> and the dog is friendly. Woof, my brother. Woof. The only dog I let in the store. Keep your head up, dog. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, further ancillary products. Thanks for getting our money. The Invincible Iron Man, the sec- uh, the third animated film from Marvel, is coming out in two weeks. So has everybody seen the first two? I have. I have watched the first Ultimate I have Avengers. Not. I have not watched Ultimate Avengers. I've watched get a the preview? first one. I've got the second one. I haven't Isn't there a preview on the video it. game? Yes. Uh, yes. Didn't yes. I find that? Don't I got like find that and I can unlock it or something? Uh, there's a preview. It's, yeah, there's a preview. I don't know if it's unlockable, but it's there. It's Let there. me ask you this. Did those first two DVDs sell? That I mean, obviously they're making more, but I mean, all I know is I the way I saw them, I never paid for them. They just showed them on uh, Cartoon Network like a month after they released them on DVD. Hmm. So I, I don't know, honestly, how the sales were. I heard good word of mouth. People seem to have enjoyed it. The first one I liked. I mean, it was, it was it decent. Was, it was better than anything else that's been out on TV. Or I can't imagine I really them making an ultimate really for like kids. I, no. did, I didn't really like. Well, it wasn't really because when, when what they showed it on TV, it was like Marvel. You liked? Did the Hulk? Well, if you're gonna, that's like comp- <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, what I know. a strange <laughs> comparison that so, is. So, uh, the the only other thing I think of that was at all good was the the Spider-Man series that ran on MB- MTV. That was really that was good. good. I like that, that one. Okay. But nothing with the Avengers has ever been any good. This was at least. Right, you don't remember the Avengers, oh, what do they call that? The one where they're all in armor? <laughs> the one where they're all in armor that lasted like two episodes on Fox? Oh, oh, it's horrible. Mm. And then it's like set 20 years in the future, and they, yeah, it was horrible. And oh. they all like eat pizza and skateboard or something? It's or? a total Hollywood oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Avengers. Avengers. Yes. Right. What is it? I had, I had this discussion earlier with a customer today. You've got a pro- property that has been proven successful, Spider-Man, well, let's take the Fantastic Four because they got the second movie coming out. Let's take the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four been around since out too. 1961. Mm-hmm. Still going now, yep. this many years later. Yep. Proven successful franchise. Yep. Who's arrogant enough to think that they're going to change that story and make it better? Any bastard in Hollywood. Yeah. What it. On it all any... comes down to market research. You guys ever watch Thirty Rock? <laughs> yeah, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, he just you know, but they can change anything based on market research. But you've also got to think, I mean, think about it. every every one of us has been in a job where you felt like if you're doing the thing that what you're doing is working, and someone above you comes in and says, "I really need you to do it this way," for no other reason than. At least as far as you can tell, because they want to be able to say they told you how to do it that way, yeah. and that's what happens in in Hollywood. 
over and over. And this and, ain't pure arrogance. And Stan, yeah, no, but it absolutely is. Stan Lee has, you know, now now he's in his eighties. He's free to go ahead and speak the truth. No, but but let's. And he can say like having been called in before he became like the strange powerhouse who was abusing his power in Hollywood and producing things left and right that are crap versus in the 70s when he was first sitting down with CBS to do the Spider-Man series and the Hulk series. And he he had no power, so he could just sit there and smile and nod at everything they told him because they were making more money per year than he was. Like, why change the Hulk's name? Because the focus group said that Bruce was considered feminine. Yeah. So he can't be Bruce Banner, he had to be David. So, you know, those little changes like that, those were the little things. But the, he had no power to say no to that. But let's also, like, let's look at the flip side. The flip side is, though, all right, you, you translate the, the Fantastic Four from the 60s. How does that play with the kids of today? You're going to have Reed Richards walking around with his pipe. Oh, dear. And, and we talked about know. that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Audiences today, uh, and because everything you is have to update aimed everything. at young, they don't accept the idea that a guy in his 40s is going to... Vibrant superhero. Is going to be a vibrant superhero. One, that he's going to have. Now, in 1961, not that it, nobody batted an eyelash the idea that Susan Storm was at least 15 years, at least 15 years younger than him. She still had this kid brother who was clearly only like three or four years younger than her. So if you think about this, like it, you know, more likely a 20-year difference. You put that on the screen now, people would get very upset. I mean, it sort of happens because it, with I, I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. No, that's not true because, like, uh, you see, like, movies like Harrison Ford. You know, he's, like, in his 60s. And, and people are grossed out by it. Oh, honestly. Are they? I don't know. When was the well, last time Harrison Ford had a successful movie? Well, th- didn't he do that six days, seven nights? Where and he, that was unsuccessful, and it was oh. totally okay. criticized for him see, being with Anne the Hanks. thing is, you can update it, but you don't change the fundamental elements of the story. Yeah. You don't... Um, why did Doom's armor have to be organic? That's but that's but that's a, sto- a storytelling point there. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be organic, but that's something you can explain but in like two armor, lines of dialogue. His armor is organic in Ultimate Fantastic Four, and they were yeah. taking from that. So they no, were but that's in. the same as Spider-Man's web shooters. I mean, they made it organic right. because it's easier to move in the two-hour time frame you have. But the armor was part of the Doom origin story, though. Sure, yeah, sure, but I'm just saying though that's it's that's just Remember strictly he, he uh, writing. Out, he, he was so upset that he was so, so horribly disfigured. But he, he took off his star. mask, and it was just that little, little cut. Star. Yeah, only now it's totally disfigured. I mean, but, but that was character. Yeah, that was yeah. brilliant. That yeah. was brilliant, and and that was Jack. But Kirby's that was idea. also told over a series of books, whereas and, a movie's only got two hours. And Ultimate Fantastic to cover Four, that. that origin combined them both. Yeah. They're both as result of the same, and so that was it. They, you know, when. You can't fault that. That's just an no. adaptation. You can't. I can fault it. You can. Uh, you 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 can. I'm going to say. Go so ahead. how come you're not faulting like Herbie the robot? Because that was a huge thing to the Fantastic Four mythos, and that survived. The Fantastic Four survived through that, right? Yeah. And the reason that Herbie, everybody thinks, is because they were afraid. The censors were afraid that kids would light themselves on fire, but it's actually because in the 70s Marvel sold the rights off left and right. They had sold the Human Torch off separately. So when somebody bought the Fantastic Four, they went, whoops, we, you only have the rights to three of three them. them. So they had to create Herbie, which now Hated you, turn, it. you turn around in, in years since, Marvel has actually taken that and made Herbie from a joke into like, well, it almost makes sense. He's Franklin's babysitter. 
And if you read those, I mean, those Franklin Richards Son of a Genius books, which I know it's just ripping off Calvin and Hobbes and putting Herbie in the role of, of Hobbes, <laughs> but but it works. It's damn funny stuff. I, I I can't praise that book enough when it comes out, you know. But now we've got a new Fantastic Four coming down there. So, yes, now we've got a new Fantastic Four, because clearly in the wake of Civil War, where things have just gone, here's another one where, in Black Panther, Namor convinced Black Panther to to go fight against the United States, to get, fight against the against Iron Man's side. And in Fantastic Four, or in Civil War number 6, I think Sue Richards is seen begging Namor to go and fight against the, uh, you know, I mean, a mad scramble. But as a result, clearly the Fantastic Four isn't the Fantastic Four anymore because of the events of Civil War. You've got Reed Richards responsible for Bill Foster's death, so the thing is left. Thing went to Europe. Did he need to become a jazz musician in Paris? Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? Thing I, I they really, would accept Thing Americans. There. I really enjoyed that issue. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm saying oh, that made sense. It was a, it was one of the few high moments. High moments of anything that Straczynski's done that he hasn't created himself. Yeah. But um, but Ben's reaction made perfect sense. Yeah. Johnny Storm is clearly fighting with Captain America's side. So there is no four anymore. The fam is there. So they've Marvel has released two different cover images. Teasing is this the new Fantastic Four? So the first one was Storm and Black Panther with Human Torch and the Thing, and then last week they released, or earlier this week was it? They released uh, Silver Surfer with a Herald of Galactus that I recognize from the Beta Ray Bill miniseries because he fought this character in the Beta Ray Bill miniseries, uh, and I can't remember the kid. It's, it's a weird thing. It's I think like, his name was like Kremlock or something. Yeah, it's, it's an a weird alien. Thing. It's, yeah, it's an alien. So it's got like an amoeba, amoeba body, but it's sort of like, like has the seahorse kind of shape with this armor, golden armor in the middle of it. Yeah. And uh, and then the human I thought horse. it looked kind of female-y. Anybody? Uh, like maybe, feminine? Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a chick. I mean, because Galactus has switched genders, you know, back and forth. Galactus likes the ladies, you know what I'm saying? He does. So. He does. It looked like a horrible mistake. I, you know, but and it's not the first time there's been a new Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, but then you had Wolverine and Ghost Rider, Spider Man, like Wolverine, that Fantastic and Four. That was a great. But, but let's Four. but let's look at the obvious here. Okay, it's the, just the, a marketing play. I saw the I saw the promo thing you should, you had, and Silver Surfer is prominently in the front. Yeah. Why is that? Because he's in the movie. There's only a movie coming up yeah. in a few months. Just like why we're getting all this suddenly about how great Ghost Rider is. And Sorry, it's not, I, is it selling that well for you, honestly? Ghost Rider does medium. Okay. I mean, and I don't mean to rip on the character. But it's all old. I mean, I don't see a lot of new people jumping on Ghost Rider. These are guys that always like Ghost Rider. How many well, Ghost Rider series has there been? Like, we're on the third dozen. We're on the third volume and of, a couple of miniseries. And a couple yeah, of miniseries. Yeah, but right now you've got Ghost Rider. You've got Mythos Ghost Rider retelling the origin with paintings. Uh-huh. And then uh, in a month they're going to release. Ghost Rider, the finale that actually explains what happened at the end of the last series when Daniel Ketch was Ghost Rider. Apparently, that ended on a cliffhanger. It was canceled, and Daniel Ketch was like killed on the last page or something. And then, what? and then, oh yeah, give it away. Thanks. Well, that was uh, 15 years ago when you weren't reading comics. Oh, uh, so I, I've been reading comics for a long time. He's got a little catching no, up. No, no, the time when you weren't reading comics. No, you I fell away. I wasn't reading Marvel comics. You weren't reading Marvel. There so, you go. At any rate. Who publishes Ghost Rider? Okay. Stay with me. So I didn't... Uh, it wasn't that... So I they got that comics. title. But the okay. character has got... I mean, what's what's the storyline of Ghost Rider? He's, he's, Talk about needing an update. Yeah. I think well, we need Ghost Rider Tokyo Drift oh, 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 or something. Uh, update. 
How about a post date? He's uh, Bendis, or not Bendis. Um, <laughs> He's by Michael Bendis. Ennis. Garth Ennis is writing the the next mini, Ghost Rider miniseries is mini- Ghost Rider on a Horse. Right, the Western character, which uh, Ghost right. Rider on a Horse, which right. appears in the movie. So it is but very, they had already alluded to that. Yeah, there's, but it's still, a Phantom Rider or something, yeah. or the Ghost but it, Rider. But, it, but they weren't tied Ghost Rider in. on the, a Sky Cycle. Before they came up with the with the Ghost Rider on the motorcycle, they did have a Western, a cowboy a hero. Right? Can we get a nerdy, a nerdy Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider on a, a scooter or something? Yeah. yeah, like the nerdy Ghost Rider. I would read that. Segway Ghost Rider on a Segway. <laughs> Segway <Yeah>. Rider. <laughs> I shall damn you to hell if I can catch up. And, yes. I won't, and if I bump into you, it won't hurt. <laughs> I will not That's what we need. Balance. Update the Ghost Rider. Uh, you know, but or on a 10-speed. And, and it's not against the character, because I, I do think that some of the stuff that's coming out, the Garth Ennis miniseries, I actually got a chance to read some of that, and it's like, though he repeated a lot of his Vertigo themes and things from Preacher, it was still kind of a cool take on it. The thing that um, Richard Corbin is drawing right now, the Daniel Way written one, it's kind of cool. Daniel Way is Garth Ennis. Don't um, you know that? No, I didn't know that. They're the same guy. Are they really? I don't know. <laughs> You're lying. Look at This is how rumors ask, get started. Ask Steve, when Steve's not talking to Ed. What? He said Richard Garth Corbin's Dennis doing and Daniel Way? Richard Corbin's doing two issues. Oh, I got to See? See? But this is still just conspiracy theory on your part. We've read the books. They're the same guy. Really? Then how come... Why is it that so much of Daniel Way's work sucks? Because it's Garth Ennis trying to... Okay, to write badly. It's <laughs> an experiment. Why does some of Garth Ennis' stuff suck? Because he's self-indulgent. Which is ah! A- <laughs> See, so he's trying not to appear self-indulgent by writing under a different name. So then he's writing two Ghost Rider series simultaneously, and that's going to make my head hurt. But the point is that we know it's a marketing ploy, just like putting Silver Surfer at the front. Yes. It's because we're... It, the only reason we've got a Ghost Rider push right now is because you got a movie coming out in February. Yeah, but we talked about this last week. It's Marvel's all about selling the event and not telling the story. And so that's what they're doing with this. It's Ghost Rider books because we got a movie coming out. They figure people see the movie, they're going to go, hey, what's this? A Ghost Rider book. I'll try and pick it up. And then so, we'll get Iron Man. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that's going to be good. I don't know how you're going to fix Iron Man in time for the Iron Man movie because everybody hates him, especially me. Hey, yeah. you know what? Real quick, back to the Fantastic Four. This is something that's been bothering me since I've heard about the new Fantastic Four. With the Avengers, if they change members, it's still the Avengers because the Avengers is like that group. Yeah. If doesn't, if Sue Richards and Johnny Storm leave the Fantastic Four, isn't there like no longer a Fantastic Four? No, well, they've I mean, had the Fantastic Four with, with no, Wolverine I I, and Ghost the Fantastic Rider. Four. Sue Richards left for a long time in the seventies. Medusa was a member. Luke Cage was just, a member right. of the Fantastic Look, Four. I know Hulk was a member. Look, I know yeah. they've done it. It just doesn't seem right. The Fantastic Four has a shared a shared origin. They're the same. You know, it's like they're not a group that seems like you can just replace members with. But you have to do that every now and then, I think, just so you can. They can all have a coming back together. Yeah, storyline, storytelling. And, and I think well, then, then it, it breaks up, and you can follow their individual adventures. Yeah, but and just it, like a real family, they go apart, and then they, they come, come sorry, back but, together. I'm sorry, but but I don't replace my family members when one of them decides they don't want to hang out with us. You anymore. hang out with new friends. I, I mean, say, it happens. Oh, I'm sorry. My brother says he's going to move to New York and not going to hang out with us anymore. I'll get She-Hulk to take his place. <laughs> I would. I don't see the downside of that. Really, <laughs> there's there's none. Since Wait, uh, if my brother is listening, which I really doubt it, you know, dude, I, I wouldn't replace you with She-Hulk I would. in a minute because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you see my point. The Fantastic Four isn't a group 
that the, the X-Men members come and go. Yeah. yeah. The Avengers members come and go. No, but, but the Fantastic Four, and I think it's in my mind, it's because they have a shared origin. Yeah. That they're they're not interchangeable. No, but they're they're I mean, okay, in the Marvel universe, they're known as one of the big groups. Sometimes when you read the smaller stories, they're always like, I tried getting the Fantastic Four, I tried getting the Avengers, but I couldn't. So oh, they're one of the Spider Man. Right, but they're the teams that that are, are thought <laughs> I got stuck with Jack Flag. Those are those are the teams in the public consciousness, at least in the Marvel worry, universe <laughs> that they count on. So it's like, yeah, so if somebody has to leave the team, you know, it's I'm I'm assuming they're having this responsibility or sake of uh, obligation, so it's like, yeah, they've got to replace members if somebody leaves because if they well, don't, yeah, then maybe they'll take. I mean, this is at least this is okay. getting rid of all four. I'm That's reading, my explanation. I'm reading Fantastic Four: The End, where the Fantastic Four clearly aren't hanging out together anymore. Reed Richards is on a space station, uh-huh. hasn't seen his wife in months. She's down in Atlantis. Um, I don't see there being the different members of the Fantastic Four there. It's like, you know, they're, they're a family technically. Yeah, yeah, and it just it does. I like I said, it's just on this unconscious level or something. It just doesn't feel right to swap members out of the Fantastic Four. On the other hand, as we note, you know, we keep we keep do- Marvel keeps dominating our discussions. So clearly, they must be doing something right. It's like the Howard Stern effect. We are so pissed off at them that we keep reading to find out. Oh, how can they piss us off this month? Are you pissed off at Howard Stern? What? I'm not. No. But no, that was the thing. That's the thing that's noted is the people that don't like right. him listen, listen lower. Yeah. I, I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't know if that's true. I I, I, like I don't him. think it's true anymore because now so you have Derek, to pay to what listen. about what about DC this week? I, I pay to listen to him. What about DC this week? Well, what, um, wait. Go, addressing <laughs> Derek's point, I'm not having any problem with any of the DC books. I'm enjoying the DC books. Nothing's blowing me out of the water, but I'm enjoying them. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't have a lot to say about them. Like it goes, yeah, it's true because you're not complaining. Because there you go. Fifty two is very enjoyable. Let's have a really boring uh-huh. podcast. You know what? Fifty two was good this week. I like that part with the uh, <laughs> with the th- right, part we can't talk the, about because yeah. we don't want to spoil. I like the, the s- part with the thing in it, you know, the th- and uh, you know uh, the, the super- thing, the things in, in fifty two. No. Kids, Paris. run out! <laughs> no, yeah. um, I like the Superman book. Um, there's two Superman storylines going on: the one with Richard Donner and the one with in Superman, I believe, where uh, the music? future the future storyline. I don't know. Is no. nobody reading Superman? No, I'm behind. Not it. I'm, I'm behind on it. Sorry, but fifty-two. We don't. We can't talk about this week. But last week, I liked it a lot with Luther and the reign of the uh, the bad pun of the yeah. reign of the Superman. Oh. But go ahead, go ahead. Uh, don't oh, worry about me. Times. For gosh sakes, Lon. Look at it, it comes out me. once a week. Read it. I just had somebody come in and like they haven't been in like three or four months. They just took like the entire first, run of fifty-two. It's the first book. That's I read. awesome. It's the first book I read too. So so uh, when yeah. when you heard about Luther. Creating superheroes? Did you believe that maybe he had some control over whether their powers would uh, stick around with the heading? Didn't he show that in one of the issues? He pulled yes, one yes. girl's powers yeah, off. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. so basically, the beginning of last week's issue, uh, they're all flying over for the New Year's Eve celebration. He turns off all their powers <laughs> simultaneously, so they're raining down and they're dead. He kills wow. about like, most of them. Yeah, it's like a yeah. hundred. Anybody who was up in the air. I'm still not time. sure if I figured out why he did that. He's so pissed off because he can't be a hero because he can't oh, be that's one right. himself. Yeah. And because even though here he's doing okay, all this much, you know, see, and, I've which, never found Lex Luthor that frightening. It gets, uh, you know, but oh, it gets oh, but to the root the, of his ego that yeah. it's like if you, you build it all up, he doesn't have to be the superhero. But the point is, Metropolis still is wondering who is Supernova instead of saying, "Look at all these heroes." Look at all these heroes that Lex Luthor created. Yeah, you know. So, but at the same time, though, that's kind of okay. Talk about weird kind of character things like Civil War did. Um, 
Lex Luthor had that the suit for the longest time, and he had he could fly around using that. Why that was he? when he was a villain, though. True, I mean, but I'm just saying though he's I mean, got other he out, he's got other options. Did someone take his gauntlet? Yeah, Batman but I'm just saying gauntlet. though, like like would Lex be that petty? I mean, we know he's he's evil and everything else, but I don't see Lex as being petty. Going, oh, you got powers and I can't have them. Nah, you're all dead. Like, I mean, I just see it as him finding a better, smarter way to figure something out. So maybe, I, so I kind of see that as a small kind of unplausible I character. I look at it like the whole thing was an experiment to see how he could yeah. use all these cr- people to figure out how he could get power. Which it was. At one point, two or three weeks ago, they said that, that it was, uh, they found one guy. It, one it, guy it, adapted it, or something know, like that. Yeah. It didn't take... It didn't take, and he, uh, and so, yeah, the one guy adapted, so they, he killed him on the operating table and tried to have his genetic material implanted. So the whole point is, yes, they've dropped several hints that the whole thing has been about developing a way for him to become as powerful as Superman. So he's just given up on the experiment, he is and so he's closing it down. He, yeah, he well, he needs to go to the Marvel Universe and get some mutant growth hormone and just take some of that. Man, Dude. I was reading an old Swamp Thing where they were trying to decide how to kill Swamp Thing. And it was one of Alan Moore's issues. And they, they couldn't figure it out. And they said, well, we need a consultant to come in here. The only thing is he's going to cost us a million dollars for the next ten minutes. And he says, gentlemen, our ten minutes start now. I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Lex Luthor. And it was, it was at that point, I just said, you know, I don't never find Lex Luthor that menacing. There, he was menacing. Yeah. And you know what? Damn if he didn't tell him how to do it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's... That was right before the infamous Swamp Thing goes into outer space and becomes Blue Swamp Thing. Oh. Wow. Blue thing. Hmm. All right. So how do you kill Swamp Thing? Just stop feeding it? They separated it in a, a Luther. Apartment? Luther designed a gun in ten minutes that would s- separate Swamp Thing from, from the, the green. From the green. Yeah. So you can't regenerate. So when I was get... just trying to make a bad joke. It's okay. Anyways, I, you know what? I, I'll, um, I'll listen to it in the playback. Okay. I'm sorry. I was. I'm I, so. I, I I like Swamp Thing. <laughs> almost almost as much <laughs> as Hellblazer. Oh, really? uh, good. There we got it in. Good. I mean, you know. So there's. Uh, there's a lot going on in D.C. this week. I just don't know. Green Lantern Corps number eight. I mean, there's I got an interview with Keith this week, Keith Champagne, about it. I haven't read Green Lantern Corps number eight uh, yet, but, you know, it seems like a good, respo- good response. I, I've so been far. enjoying it. It's fun. Um, I think uh, I, I think he's been doing a great job. Like I, I, like I said, I mean, if I like something, but like it's, if, it, if I like something, it's like I don't really have that much to say about it. Right. It's not that it's not inspiring passion because... Like we say, 52 is the first thing we're reading each week. Not that 52 is necessarily brilliant, deathless, this is fantastic, but it's like, you got to know each week, what the heck's going on now? It's a compelling story, and it has good editing, and it has good continuity. Yeah. In 10 years from now, we're going to be still complaining about Civil War, probably on this podcast. Mm. Uh, and and I'll be out hate- of my mom's basement. Uh, and we'll be looking and, <laughs> and we'll be looking back fondly at 52. Yeah. Fifty-two is going to be the event that we talk. That is like looking back at at Crisis on Infinite. It's a benchmark Earths, for events, or or Dark Knight Returns, or yeah, you know, or Watchmen, something, or, or even Camelot three thousand, which kind of introduced that Max oh, series yeah. concept. I mean, they were really well done. You, you don't know, you're too young. No, okay, <laughs> too young, Lon. Sorry. Oh, you're right. Dead on Camelot. Was 12, Twelve issues into the time. Hey, I sang this podcast. It was the first Max series. You said, oh, you sang it. <laughs> Come for a friend's I heard your call. 3,000. 3,000. <laughs> I'm coming back as a lesbian. No, that was Galahad that came Galahad. back. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> hey, um, can you do HMF's pinafore? Yes, no, he can. I, I don't know that. He can. What the okay. heck? I'm sure that? he can. Okay. <laughs> it's a challenge. Ooh, next week we're doing Gilbert yeah, and Sullivan. I, I only know that because Sideshow Bob did that on The Simpsons. <laughs> 
I have the modern. Uh, yes, that's it. That's I it. I have the modern model of a modern major general. Yes, um, but I, I thought that was actually Pirates of Penzance. Maybe it is. I, I don't know the okay. musicals, dude. You don't know. All right. Anyway, uh, so we got Invincible Iron <laughs> so Man coming not out. The musical back to theater. way back there, um, and I'll be interviewing the guy playing Iron Man tomorrow. And I wanted to pick your brains about uh, any questions you have for the guy that's doing the voice of Iron Man. I mean, you know. How Ask you... him why he's such a jerk. Oh, no, wait, no, I mean... the voice. Oh, the Stop voice. Oh, sorry. these people. Yeah. be interesting, though, if they're modulated into all. Or they, uh, yeah. Is he under the influence of the Purple Man? Well, if it's the same guy from the other ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's doing the voice. It's the same character who did the Avengers X. The uh, Ultimate yes, ones, yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So ask him what was it like... Getting to work with Iron Man. No, no. <laughs> did, did you ever like want to put on a helmet? Is it claustrophobic in the armor? Do you wear a helmet while you do the you know, voice? I, I How do bad so, is the chafing? <laughs> I never, you know, I have to feel that one out. I always feel weird, like throw, starting off with a smart ass question like that because they think I'm just. Stupid. You know what? See, no. What you should do is you should literally just do the entire interview as if he was really Tony Stark. <laughs> if you really think he's Iron Man, because there was that, you know, because there's this awful moment at Comic Con two or three years ago when Sarah Michelle Gellar first appeared, mm-hmm. and I cannot. I and really, this has changed. Ah! Steve <laughs> suddenly to my left. He's looming, and I, I decided I can't Steve lie. Steve doesn't loom. Skulk, he's a skulker. Uh, he's loitering. He's loitering. Steve, I can see Steve using a loom. I cannot. I cannot take. That's not what I meant. I cannot take Sarah Michelle uh, Michelle Geller. I can't like her anymore because of her appearance at Comic Con, where oh. she it was the first time she like did her top ten list. Freddie Prince Jr. wrote for her about reasons why she'd waited so long to appear at the Comic Con, and then. And it was like, ha, 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 she clearly had been scripted. He tried to coach her, and she really didn't care because she's not with him because he's a comic book reader. She's with him because he's cute. And uh, he's probably sincere. He's probably good at heart, probably articulate. So what did she do that you hated? Because then the Q&A... Wasn't the Ultimate Hulk going to kill him? Yeah, he was. Uh, But the Q&A, when somebody stood up and said... uh, you know, do you find Buffy, like, inspiring to you? Because there are times in my life, and it's like a young girl going, there are times in my life that when I, when I, you know, am, am stuck and I'm, I'm scared, and I think about what would, you know, what would Buffy have done? So do you ever find inspiration from that character? I shouldn't say character, but do you ever find inspiration from Buffy? And Sarah Michelle Gellar said, you, uh, you do realize she's fictional, right? Oh, please. <laughs> and I thought, see, this is why actors are just the meat. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you know who'd talking? never say that? Christy Swanson, the original <laughs> Buffy. Right, she'd never go to a Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she might someday. No, uh, she should be saying that to Joss. David Arquette was in that. Or right, but you know, any of the, and speaking any of that, the Joss Whedon is going to direct an episode of The Office. He can he confirmed this morning. He's going. Wow. Got, uh, so I'm going to have to watch that now? With, yes. with vampires. <laughs> or singing. It'll be a whole singing I don't know. Episode. It's just going to be awesome because yeah. I love The Office and Joss Whedon's directing. It's like, ugh. Glad it's not a video cast to see that expression. Anyway, yeah. uh, so there we go. Hey, I know this isn't on your list, but briefly, can we talk about that Spanish or Mexican commercial you put on the site that had the hot women dressing up as uh, uh, Yeah, what was that a commercial for? I uh, missed this. Department I miss this. A department it's store in, uh, in Mexico. All I know is chain. that looked awesome, the Wonder Woman part. It did. So I was like, wow, so, they, they could do a Wonder like, Woman this movie. This the TV series. They, at first, they, they recreated the set of... Uh, Sixty Gordon's Batman. office yeah. from Adam West Batman, and they had this w- woman that looks a lot like Yvonne Craig, just like listening in, and she goes to him, and it changes, and I don't even know what the words are. So think about it, clothes make the one. It's in Spanish, 
Perhaps you. Do you speak I got a, I got a little of it. I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't. And she puts on the backer outfit and she rides off smugly. And it was just like that was enough for me. But then she rides past Selena Kyle, dressed as Miss Kit Kat from the Batman movie, who then puts on the Catwoman outfit and does the claws thing. It's all Julie Newmar, or you know. And it's just a like great. And then I'm like, this is animated or no? no this is live. Yeah. Nah, you've <laughs> got to go onto the site and check this out. It's a great commercial. And. Uh, then the Linda Carter. And then Linda Carter. Somebody, and they do the Linda Carter Wonder Woman thing. And it was just like, nice. But I just, the quick I comment on. I had to post on, it. I had to post it because it was such a cool commercial. But the quick wow. comment on that is, I've been doubting in my mind how they're going to pull off a Wonder Woman movie. And just in that little 10 seconds or whatever, four, 15 seconds of commercial they had, I, I watched for a second and I said, hey, I think they could pull this off. I think they could do a live action Wonder Woman. Because they had a this beautiful... Spanish Mexican woman running through the thing like Wonder Woman, and she and I was like, "Wow, I would watch two hours of that." So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know what, man? I'm Josh can do it. An, the, Josh. the first half of the movie is just going to be her origin, and it's like, if it's a hot chick, sure, I'll watch it. No, is it going to be Wonder Woman in a skirt or Wonder Woman in a bathing suit? We don't know yet. See, I, I really like the Wonder Anything Woman Anything but the whole, the, the whole full body suit, the the Kathy Lee Crosby oh. one, oh, which they realized. That's why they cat went back I, and cast. I like Wonder the Wonder Woman. Woman in the skirt. Nah, that's give, fine. give me the, the bun huggers. I'm all yeah. about that. I, I, I'm all Linda Carter. You know, which really, if perfect. you want, if you go back and watch it, because I got the first season on DVD, and try, and my daughter and I watched that because you know she it's the, her connection. Oh, if it's a girl, it's okay. And she's a princess again, like Starfire, uh-huh. princess and a superhero. Huge sell to young girls, absolutely. But uh, it's just the thing with uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Linda Carter's that that suit was actually like they padded her, and in a couple of shots, it's really clearly it's padded for like a stunt. It looks it. So you know, so she looked like she had huggies on or something. Yes, oh, she does in a couple. She of should shots. be in a skirt. Okay, well, maybe. We'll see. So, Mr. Whedon. Skirts are sexy. Mr. Whedon, sir, if you're listening, we say skirt. Go, go look at no, JLA Classified. The JLA Classified, the issues that Warren Ellis wrote. Ro- wrote, wrote Roadmap to Hell. Warren Ellis. I say update the look. First issue, second issue. Little, there's uh, blue with skirt, white stars, just, thong. Well done. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, she's an Amazon. They don't know anything about fashion. She should just show up naked like the Terminator or something. You know oh, what I mean? So. Can Frank Cho draw it? The movie? You oh. know what's really sad is that he really went to. You were talking about having a live actress appear naked, and, and poor comic book fan Andy Mead went right to <laughs> Frank Cho draw it. Like, we'd much rather have. Like, <laughs> who's going to draw the real life actress? <laughs> <laughs> this is. I, 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 we're going to work on this, but we, we, we have this new concept because he was looking at Stan Lee meets Doctor Doom and said, I could write a better. Stan Lee meets Doctor Doom. Doesn't thought, that just sound like comedy waiting to happen? It does. I thought the Andy Mead meets. We'll have a feature. We'll try to script a feature of Andy Mead meets Doctor Doom. See how well that goes. You guys Let's should see, draw Andy see, Mead meets Tony Loco. Okay. I didn't think that Andy Mead meeting Andy Mead meeting Doctor Doom is not funny because I didn't create Doctor Doom. The Stan Lee <laughs> trying to convince Doctor Doom that he's his creator to me just seems like comedy waiting to happen. And instead, that's not or a take. book nobody buys. Yeah, it's it not what they did. That's not what they. It wasn't did. very funny. Well, no, although the, I think the Stanley meets Silver Surfer did that. That it was like Galactus was tired of Stanley's phrasings and tried to destroy him. So, don't you think that's that would be funny? With I was still waiting for Stanley meets Forbish Man. 
who was brought back in Next Wave Agents of Hate. I don't know if was you noticed he? that. Forbishman was a badass. See, I think Forbishman is going to be the next one to die in the crisis. Is that the guy with the pot <laughs> did, on his head? Did you see yes. the Civil War? Did you see the Civil War cover for uh, Next Wave? No. No. The, yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the, just, the, we're not involved. The big, oh, yeah, the, yeah, big, so the, the big sign has said, we don't care. <laughs> this is not part of any crisis storyline. <laughs> not, not part of Civil War. Yeah, yeah but Forbish Man appeared in Next Wave. Who licked goats? Psychic powers Mark, Mark Millar licks goats, right? Yeah. Mark, Mark Millar licks goats, yes. It, it, it might have been likes goats. Uh, no, I think it said licks. I think it's licks goats. <laughs> I think they said licks goats. Okay. They said. It was partially cut off, I thought. Let's see, do I have one behind me here? Yeah, I don't nope, know. Are you there? Next Wave, Next Wave. You're sold out. Sold out. You're sold that, out. Is that book doing good at no, all? No, it's or? canceled. Oh. But no, it's not canceled. It's being halted because Stuart Eminem wouldn't right. go out anymore, and Warren Ellis doesn't write, want to write it if Stuart Eminem isn't his artist. But the thing is, it wasn't doing all that well. But if that's not proof of, of the crossover po- power, I don't know what. The cover did look like it was a Civil War crossover, <laughs> so everybody bought it. Mm. You sheep! All right. But that just goes back to our sneaky publishers. I'm going to put that on the, in the corner of the civil, of Tony Loco number two. We'll say Civil War. All right, I'm going to segue. Can I segue? Segue, please. So I see Rick's got the phone turned on, but no one called us this time. No, no one did. So well, actually, we got a call beforehand, but it was another uh, it was same Michelle guy from again. last week. It was Michelle again. You know, he was he was more coherent, and he's doing better, by the way. I, so I talked to him at, at length today about that. Speaking of doing better, yes, Mark. Oh, yes. One of our fanboys. Mario. Oh, my goodness. How can we not say this? Uh, Yeah, Mario Anima welcomed his daughter, uh, and he and his wife. His wife had far more to do with it than Mario did, I suppose. Uh, Last January 5th, so uh, five days ago, Amelie Anima. She has a middle name that I can't remember, but Amelie I think Anima. It was Ernesto? No. <laughs> Ernesto? No, it was Enzega, close to Enzuga, Ernesto. Enzuga or something like that? Or? Uh, I think it was Riley. No. No, because you were going to use it as a character I name was. or something. Uh, anyway, there you go. So uh, their daughter was born, a healthy, healthy baby girl. And, and her and name the, is Amelie. 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 The, which the, he did copy. He named it after movie. the French movie. Yeah. Yes. That's a pretty fanboy thing to do. I was. I was disappointed. I, was I don't know. Fanboy French movie? I don't know. I, I thought I was holding that for Tigra. If he named her... What's that Charlize Theron movie that just came out? Eon Flux? Yeah, if he named her that, that's a fanboy. Eon thing. Flux Anima. Right. And which we'll go ahead and say she is. But uh, so they're doing well, and he thought he was going to be able to come by tonight. But, you know, I... Come by and buy his books? At least, uh, <laughs> at, at least two of us here have experienced having a baby for the first time. and uh, I've experienced having our wives have a have, baby. Oh, yeah, really. But how, when the first child comes home... I never home, stay around long enough, sorry. Right, right. Okay. When the first child comes home, you do not want to leave that baby side. You don't even want to watch TV because you're like... What, what's what's gonna it going to do now? now? Yeah. What's it going to do now? The second one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I usually call a sitter. <laughs> yeah. So. What's it going to do now? It's going to cry and then want some food. But it's so cute. And then poop. And, yeah. But the second child was not that big a deal. But, you know. I, sorry, I, love I hope you. your second child he doesn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my boy. 17 years later. My boy is Damn awesome. you, Dad. In fact, over there I have the thing. Uh, I just want to say to my brother Sean, who was born fourth. No one cares. Yeah, all right. There you go. There you go. He's finally the family planning thing is paying off for my son because uh, because we just got this Jesse James motorcycle from West Coast Choppers or whatever, and uh, oh, they the sent toy. me to review a little toy. So he has his little toy, but it's you know my wife says 
you can't have it till Daddy's played with it. <laughs> 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 like, which I have to review it, so I feel bad. But he, but it's finally something that sparked him. He's excited. Just make sure you solid. check for small parts. Because he doesn't get yeah he doesn't get the DVD thing. You know we get DVDs and he's like eh you know yeah. whatever. But so Derek said that we could interview people on a telephone. This is true. We're working on this. We're sorting this out. So this is this. We can is take calls we're... now too. Callers. Well, we call could call in. people and interview them. That too. We can, we can do interviews and we can take calls. But if we have a so, fan out there that likes something or wants to well, comment on one of Oh. I do. We don't have any fans except for Michelle. Prove maybe. him wrong, fans and, out yeah, there. Yeah, maybe if somebody would call in and then maybe, you know, they, they'd want to, you know. Yeah, so call in right now. 408 985 We're live yeah, in we're the studio. Live. No, they're, so, they're wise to that one. Here's the clue. Call on Wednesday night about 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And just say you want to talk to the guys in the podcast. And the number is? 408-985-7481. That's 408-985-7481. Or even maybe send a precursor email to let and us know you might be calling. FanboyPlanet.com. Absolutely. Because we will so, take your calls. So my question is, and mm-hmm. I asked Derek this earlier, who, if, if Derek can line up some interviews, who would you like to talk to? That would be something to let us know. No, no. Who would you like to talk to? Who would you guys like to talk to? Oh, Tony would I Stark. Like to talk to? No. I'm oh man. What's it like being in the Iron Man uniform? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and I, I had thrown a couple of people out. I, I'm I'm interested in if you know. Um, I'd like to hear from Mark Evanier and Timothy Truman are two guys that I'd love to have a conversation with. How about uh, I don't know if you guys like him or not, but what about Eric Larson? He's a local guy, isn't he? He's a West Coast dude. I mean, you, you know what? We were promoting Image Comics a little while back. I always say that Eric Larson has the creepiest smile in comics, but and you had to say it again. Thanks. Yes, Go ahead. Got a great creepy, smile for radio. Creepy, creepy. Yeah, but, but you don't have to see it on the phone. The thing is, I think Eric Larson's an interesting guy. I I read his commentaries in Image Comics, and he's clearly trying to get some stuff out there. He's clearly putting out stuff he believes in. So let's talk to him. I'd love to talk to him. It would be great to get one of the uh, one of the Marvel editors to defend the editing of Civil War. Even so, like somebody at the bottom of the barrel, because let's know. bring in Stephen Wacker, who left Fifty Two to edit Civil War. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go, I did not do anything. Yeah. Uh, Keith Champagne, the guy. Um, yeah, Keith. He's, he's up and coming. I've noticed. I'm seeing his name first. I saw his name on JSA. Then I see his name on the Green Lantern Corps. Then I notice he's inking Fifty Two this week. Um, he's clearly somebody who's moving up, and he's moving up fairly quickly. Let's get him now before he gets really famous yeah. and won't talk and, to well, us. Well, Keith has, all, has already agreed that he would like to do that, and I just said we wanted to wait until we worked out the technical de- And how about, in keeping with our Falls Count Anywhere theme, how about a B-list wrestler to call in? <laughs> that would be great. To tell think, us all I about the behind the scenes. Garcia was a B-list no, wrestler. No, he was like a D-list wrestler. Well, he's a D-list. So well, I mean, we if get, we could get, like, Bruce get, the Barber Beefcake you know, to actually, uh, call in. Actually, Chris would be a good person to have in on the show sometime. Sure, but, you know. Never mind. I'll talk about that off, <laughs> off the air. Uh, yeah, but you know, you never. Timothy seen... Truman is friends with Carlos Santana. If t- Timothy Truman and so Carlos if we Santana. Could talk to Santana. If both of them came in. At but once. I hear he doesn't talk. He just plays guitar on the phone all day. That's all he does. But damn, he plays a hell of guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I got Tim Truman, Eric Larson, Mark Avenier. Uh, what is it? Ed Brubaker actually moved out of the How area. How about a chick? Could we get any chicks to call? Would that be Perhaps fun? Women? I'm sorry. Are there any oh, women man. in the You know, business? I haven't seen her lately, but the girl that writes uh, Distant Soil. She, Colleen Doran? She used to be real hot. I haven't uh, seen her in a while, though. Um, she might hit the wall. I feel sexist no, I in saying so. this, but I just saw her photo, and 
No, she is not. What about this? Yeah, Devin her, Grayson? And yet I think pretty much by by discussing whether or not she's hit the wall, <laughs> she's not going to hear this. We've guaranteed <laughs> she that, it, that, that she would not come on we to just, a show. We'll just just I said I hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah, it she's, doesn't matter because she would not like to be judged on the virtue of her looks. She would like to be judged on the virtue of her talent, which is... Well, we'll talk about that. Prodigious. Now, isn't Devin Grayson a West Coast lady, yeah, too? Yeah, uh, she was in San Francisco for a while. I don't know if she still is. I just saw her, like, on the news, like, a few months ago. Okay, so, so Devin Grayson. I, I mean, I don't really, I'm not familiar with a lot of her stuff, hey, but Gail I'm just Simone? thinking local Gail people. Simone? Would it be worth talking hey, to? Hey, and you want to know something? If we wanted to do, like, a sort of indie kind of theme, and I know none of you guys are reading this book, the girl that does Jane's World is local, too. And I find Jane's World amazingly funny. The comic strip? I, I met her a couple years Jane's ago. Jane's World. Yeah. Oh, God, what's her name? I didn't know she was local. Yeah, she's up in Berkeley. <laughs> okay. So That's what it made me we'll look that up later. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who likes cartoon, cartoon strip like funny stuff, uh, Jane's World is pretty it's good. Excellent. I mean, since we're shooting pie in the sky, should we you know, take a shot at Judd Winnick, Jeff Loeb? Sure. How about uh, Jeff G- uh, Winnick? No, I'm kidding. Jeff Johns? No. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, if you want to shoot for the moon, I mean, let's let's get Bendis to call us. Well, shoot for the moon. Let's uh, get Joe Casada to call in so we can ask him what the hell. Casada doesn't like me. Um, he doesn't like good, consistent, well-written comic books. No, he doesn't. Uh, well, he'll be perfect for no, this No, I, I actually think he does. I think, I think he's gotten to the point where he's just overwhelmed with everything. And I think he is for, overwhelmed. I think it's time for him to step down. Not because he didn't... Clearly, if you ask me... Are you showing a vote of no confidence? No, listen. Joe Quesada has clearly made some of the most important strides in Marvel Comics in the last... And has been great for the industry. Ten years. Yes, let yes. Me, let me say, I mean, because we're talking about this, like Eric Larson, why I'd want to talk to Eric Larson, I mean, I, I, I respect his integrity anyway. I'm not a big fan of Savage Dragon. I've tried reading it. Yeah, neither am I. I thought if I had been on, in on Savage Dragon from the beginning, I might be totally into it, but I'm just not, and that's yep. okay. But I think you put Savage Dragon aside, the fact what Eric Larson is trying to do with Image is good for the industry. Right. And if I, no pun intended, the image of the industry, because he's trying to do so much good work. Yeah. He's only he's publishing stuff, whether you like it or not, he's publishing stuff he personally believes in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Casada, you know, it's this a- Civil War fiasco pushed that aside. Casada mm-hmm. made a conscious effort to get guys that can tell decent stories into Marvel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he forced And he forced DC to do the same. Yes. So, and then he threw it all out the window. No, he's he's probably reaching to, in a in a in a position like that, and I've seen it in other industries. He's to the point where he's going to start burning out, and it's not time for him to step down because he's doing a horrible job. Even though Civil War, it just as was handled horribly, time for him to step down just because maybe he's done his job and it's time to let somebody else take over. Maybe. And I concede the point that Jim Shooter did start Valiant Comics. <laughs> I, I did look that up. But, uh, <laughs> Mario looked that up. Yeah, Mario sent the email out, but okay. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't see that email. Oh, okay. Mario's but I clearly went to Wikipedia. No, actually, you know what? Mario sent that out. I doubted it, and I went up and looked oh, it up man. myself. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe I need to reevaluate my opinion of Jim Shooter, because when I went to Wikipedia and was like reading the history of Jim Shooter, maybe... You know, maybe he got to that point when Civil War II was coming out. Maybe it was time for him to have stepped down. Civil War II. Maybe he yeah. just uh, and I and I, I when I go and read the the thing of him getting kicked out of uh, him getting kicked out of Valiant. Yeah. And it's like he got kicked out of Valiant because he was clearly trying to keep the storyline, the whole, the way the stories were working, and they were trying to make a lot of money. 
mm-hmm. and they kicked him out. And so it's like, okay, maybe I owe Jim Shooter an apology. Maybe Let's I get need... Jim Shooter on the phone. Oh, dude, if you could get Jim Shooter... And he will personally apologize to him. I okay. won't personally apologize for him. I'll challenge him on Secret Wars number two, and then we'll, we can talk about it. Dude, I don't think you want to challenge Jim Shooter. You can take it. He, he, yeah, oh, yeah. Look, he's it's, tall, but man, you know what? I don't care how big they are. You take their knees out, and they all go down. His last name is Shooter. <laughs> it's going to be on the phone, Andy. <laughs> well, then I'm not scared at all. <laughs> okay. Oh, you can always hang up. So there we go. we got some ideas. You know what? You can't get Jim Shooter. I can't get Jim Shooter. I make no claims that I can't. Any, you know, the, the the Wikipedia said he was doing some work for an internet company, but the website that he was supposedly doing it for hadn't been updated in two years. What's he doing now? Well, rumor is that he's going to be writing Legion of Superheroes uh, miniseries. And a sequel to Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's become very elusive. It's rumor. It's, it's, it's strictly rumor. No, he's not writing for elusive. Oh, oh, oh let's start that. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Last time I talked to J.D. Salinger, he said he wanted a date with your sister. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I don't have a sister. I have a sister-in-law. Dude, Just he is a bit over. crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I do have a brother. All right. So, well, I think there we go. <laughs> to see if any of this comes true, please continue listening, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, or coming to Fanboy Planet on a at least semi-weekly basis. Rick usually turns these around in a day, and then it usually takes me a day or two to finally have time to download and back upload. And They've been getting up by Fridays. Yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying. I, I at least try to get them out to the iTunes by Friday. I don't always have the link. Anyway, oh, okay. it's uh, <laughs> email us at editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, this is Derek McCaw. This is Derek McCaw. Liar. Oh, okay. This is Derek McCaw. You filthy lying monkey! I'm a very confused Derek McCaw. Okay. <laughs> so this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast coming to an end. Remember, use your powers only for good. we'd like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. This is Derek McCaw. Liar. Oh. This is Derek McCaw. You filthy lying monkey! I'm a very confused Derek McCaw. Okay. <laughs> so this is the Fanboy Planet Podcast coming to an end. Remember, use your powers only for good. See, how about if you say, how about if you say, this is Derek McCaw from Fanboy Planet. Now go read something good. How about Andy Mead say that? I'm just saying. Well, I can't do, I can't do my catchphrase. I you, just wish you would wait a half a second after he finished with what he's saying <laughs> so I could edit that. Well, that's so, why he's not waiting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> duh. So look at So Derek does his catchphrase. I can't do a catchphrase after that. No, you can't. You just did. No, I'm just saying. I, I just, can we all do a catchphrase? I mean, Mario, come back. Please, Mario, <laughs> come back. I'm just saying, I'm not doing a catchphrase. If if everybody had a catchphrase, then that would be one thing. My catchphrase would be, I want bags and boards with that. <laughs> this is Lon Lopez from MoronLife.com. I want bags well, and boards, boards with that. that. Yeah. See, not bad. That's that's more creative than Derek's. <laughs> All right, sign off. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm done. I'm hungry. I want I want a burrito or something. That's a good catchphrase. <laughs> I want a burrito. This is Derek until McCall. Until next week. FamilyPlanet.com. Until and next week, I want a burrito. burrito. It's burrito time. Yeah, yeah it's burrito time. That's good. No, because then Goods and Things is about him because that's his online name.